But let us dive into Friday Night SmackDown from this past Friday. A SmackDown was live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This was August 11th, 2023. Um, our first topic that I have uh, is Edge. Uh, Edge started off our number two of, of SmackDown. He comes out unannounced, by the way. I'm not sure. Uh, I know he's going to be at um, on SmackDown next week, uh, but this was not announced nor advertised for Edge to be out there. So again, in the moment, at least for me, and I'm, I can speak for a lot of people, in my era that it was tremendous. It was so, so, so good to see edge Um, as his music hits, he enters the ring and he, he states that he wants to have a match with Seamus next week as next week is going to be, I I forget what it's called, but it's like, I believe edge is having his 20, I think it's like 25 years in the business or something like that. Like his 25th year anniversary or 20th anniversary of, of him being in the, in the WWE, in the WWE or being in the industry. And he wants to celebrate that having a match with Sheamus as he, as he goes on to, you know, state the reason, you know, about Sheamus, like he's the reason why he's still competing in WWE. Like he's one of the reasons why he came back to the WWE and, you know, he, how he, he trained him. He was a part of like Celtic Warrior workouts. Shout out to Seamus and his YouTube channel. Go check that out on YouTube and go subscribe to that. I watch a lot of his episodes over there. Um, as it was part of Celtic Warrior workouts, and they were on like mountain bikes and they were mountain biking, and it just motivated Edge to get back in the ring. And and one of those men that helped him get back into in ring shape with she- was was Seamus. Um, you know, and it's just being very heartful. Seamus came into the ring as he invited Seamus to the ring, as well as the rest of the brawling brutes told a lot of dad jokes that were kind of cringy and corny, but I guess it's no harm, no foul to an extent. Uh, but then Seamus kind of really also gets serious and he talks about, uh, a story back in two, I, I believe it was 2004. And he, he talked about how, you know, his upbringings in the business and he was trying to get a lot of advice from wrestlers and how nobody came up to him. Everyone just kind of gave him the cold shoulder. But there was one person that came up to him and, you know, and introduced himself and gave him some advice. And that was Edge uh, back in 2004. And he never forget and he never forgot that to this day. Um, so, again, they're just just having a very heart to heart with one another as Seamus accepts a match with Edge for next week as they shake hands kind of like a little mutual respect type of thing. And that was your segment. So yeah, you're going to have Edge versus Sheamus. Am, am I on the edge of my seat to to see this match next week? I, I can't say I am, <laughs> to be honest with you. As much as I like Edge, I mean, Sheamus and Edge, not doing it for me. I, I'm sorry. Unless, again, unless they do something with this, with Sheamus and Edge, or, or... And Brian, we just we just talked about this not too long ago before we got on here. You know, there's been rumblings about Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt potentially coming back. He's he's been dealing with a health condition and there's been rumors about him coming back sooner rather than later. Why not Bray versus Edge, man? And if and, and, and if Edge is going to have one final ride in this company, right? One final ride to send him off, then dude, Bray Wyatt versus Edge, freaking Whatever version of Bray is gonna freaking it's gonna draw in viewership and fans because Bray Wyatt's fucking awesome, right? Whatever version of Bray versus freaking Edge, maybe a brood type of version of Edge, dude. Take my fucking money, man. I mean, listen, I know I'm marking the hell out right now because I love these two individuals, and yes, maybe it's a from from a bias. Maybe it's maybe I'm being a little biased, and I don't like to be that on this platform. But I'm just saying, man, like. Edge, a guy that can still go even at his age and you put him in with Bray, a guy that needs momentum, a guy that needs a big feud. Why not, man? Especially a feud that's going to captivate people. That is it, bro. I'm just saying. Bray Wyatt and Edge, why the frick not? Is that going to happen? Probably not. You know, I'm probably pushing the envelope here. You know, that's asking too much from this company, I guess, right? You know, too much, too much of common sense and logic to put two people, two tremendous performers in a few that, you know, that could make some, some right, ounce right. of sense if you book it properly. Um, but I'm just saying, man, you know, because again, we've Edge just talked about retirement, that he's going to be officially done at some point through this year, maybe early on in 2024. And, and at some point, man, if, if this, if that is true, if this is going to be Edge's final ride, why not Bray? If Bray is healthy. 
if, if he's ready to go if, if, if and much love to Wyndham Rotunda, hopefully everything is okay. You know, there was talks about how he walked out of the company. I didn't buy that for a second. That's not who Bray Wyatt is, you know, of, you know, you know, of course, you know, Fightful, I believe it was either Fightful or WP, uh, PW Insider talked about his, his medical condition that he has been dealing with. Um, so hopefully he is okay. And, and he comes back and he's ready to rock. And if that's the case, man, then freaking Bray Wyatt and freaking Edge. Fucking book it now. Fucking do it, man. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, Brian, uh, Brian, your thoughts, man, in regards to Edge, um, this segment with Sheamus, and uh, just everything as a whole in yeah, regards to Yeah, I mean, this. I love seeing Edge back. Um, yeah, with this, this match between him and Sheamus, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a good match. But I'm with you. Like, I... yeah. Right, for what it, it is, seem like it's going to be a feud. Like they're both kind of being faces, and 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 this type of match has you know we, we've seen it a thousand times before. Like a you know a Sting and Ricky Steamboat or Sting and Dusty Rhodes, like two faces that are kind of fighting just for like the the honor and respect sort of thing. Um, so that can definitely yeah. work because yeah, I, I don't really see this like as a long term feud. Um. But that being said, man, I mean, yeah, you know, Edge has talked about retiring. I mean, if, if I were to guess, you know, I, I would say, you know, I, most wrestlers, I would say, like, you know, of course they all want to go out on a grand stage in a big moment, whatever. So if he's coming back, you know, and this is his last run, I mean, I I, I would assume it's, you know, by Mania next year, you know, that's that's going to be it, you know, I, I would think. Um, yeah. And... So yeah, I'm here for it, man. I mean, he's I I I definitely want to see this last run he has, and man, if it is Bray, there's right now if Bray comes back, I think there's only two guys it it really you could hit home runs with, and that's Cody Rhodes and Edge. Those that's the list. It's just those two people, and regard like I think yeah, like a brutish Edge would work better. But almost any type of, of character that Edge has played over the years, because he's so good psychology-wise, like, mm-hmm. those two together, you know, Wyatt and, and Edge, you know, the psychology of the, the promos and the matches that they're going to do, oh, man, it's going to be – that would be fantastic. That, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, yeah if that, if that's absolutely. something that happens between now and, and before he calls it quits – yeah, I, I hope that does happen because that that would be awesome. Um, but but to this, uh, yeah. you know, as a whole, yeah, I, I'm going to watch a match. It'll be a pretty good match. I'm glad to see Edge back. Um, but I'm really looking more towards like what's what's really like the next like the big thing for Edge. This seems just kind of like a, a a warm up to get kind of back, you know, knock some of the rust off or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, man, like I said, it, you know, if you're going to place Bray, right, with anybody as a heel, you know, and it depends how he comes back and what character he wants to come back into. I know he was in a, he was in an interview with Ariel Hawani talking about how, you know, he's pretty much done with the whole eater of worlds and even the fiend gimmick. So it's going to be, interesting to see how he comes back. Does he come back with the whole uncle howdy shtick? I don't mind that unless, but again, this company really has to get behind it to not overly expose it. Like they kind of did it with Bobby Lashley as well with others when, when he kind of came back into it. I mean, it worked well with LA Knight because of how well it was booked and how well just both of those men just played off of one another. Um, So it's going to be interesting to, to see in regards to what, when Bray Wyatt comes comes back, if he comes back, and what character he comes back into, um, but it should be interesting, man. But I'm telling you, I'm just saying, man. I mean, Edge doesn't he, like he said, man. I ain't got a whole lot of time. He said that yeah. in a promo. Give us Bray Wyatt and fucking Edge, man. As fans, we fucking deserve that shit. Now, fuck deserve. We right. earn that shit, bro. From what, honestly, um, but yeah, man. Just it just you know, even though it's it's it might be you know. There's a very slimmer chance it could happen. You know, it's just, it's just, again, man, freaking people can oh, dream, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, people can freaking dream. I'm really, I'm just going to enjoy this, you know, the, the last, uh, you know, six months to a year we got a veg. Cause that's probably about it. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Our next topic, our next topic I have um, is the United States Championship. Um, as Austin Theory was set to face Santos Escobar uh, for the United States Championship. As Santos Escobar was in a backstage interview, uh, was attacked by Austin Theory, as that's kind of the story that they were playing as he injures his left leg. The LWO comes to the aid of Santos. There was another backstage interview um, with with Austin Theory. You know, Rey Mysterio came out and faced him. He's like, hey, Santos is going to be fine. He's, you know, if the doctors clear him, he's going to be out there and ready to go. Uh, you know, Austin Theory trying to, trying to, <laughs> again, man, just trying to d- deliver some heel heat and still trying to do the shtick with uh, holding this United States championship as he's trying to do the best he can with it. Uh, I mean, the segment was fine for what it was, at least for that segment alone and what he was placed in. Um, and then we finally get into the match. You know, Santos Escobar, he's 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 ready to go. You know, of course, he's still hobbling on that one leg. He's walking, you know, I can't really say walking. He's just limping to the ring. And then Austin Theory once again attacks him from behind as he's on the microphone. He's now in the middle of the ring. He wants to be claimed the victory as freaking Escobar is, I guess, you know, he's like, he expects that Escobar is not going to be able to compete. It's like, hey, somebody raised my hand on the victory. I, I, I can, I can get out of this freaking town. I can get out of Canada. I can head home, right? And then that's when Adam Pierce comes out and he says, you know, in replacement of Santos Escobar will be Rey Mysterio, as Rey Mysterio is now involved in this match, as he will now face um, uh, Austin Theory for the United States Championship. And this match was quick. I mean, this match within the within three to four minutes, it was done as Rey Mysterio hits the six one nine and the splash from the top rope, and Rey Mysterio pins Austin Theory for the one, the two, and the three. And Rey Mysterio is your new United States champion as Austin Theory has you know his title reign is done as U.S. champion. It is officially over. The experiment, I've talked about an experiment with Austin Theory. It is done as that title reign he held has has ended at 258 days as United States champion. Before I get into anything else, and Brian, I'll, I'll, I'll send this off to you real quick, and I'm just going to make this one little statement. I'm, I'm going to give a give a little bit of a golf clap here to Ray Mysterio. Congrats, congrats to Ray Mysterio. Um and that's all I'm going to say for now, because Brian, I'm going to send this off to you. Your thoughts about Rey Mysterio being your your new United States uh, champion? I'm going to start off with that too. Uh, golf clap to Rey. It's no shade to Rey. I, I love Rey. He's had a great career, but this storyline, what the fuck? Um, I mean, have you heard it? Like, is Santos like? Did did he get a legit injury and maybe he had to be written off TV for a minute or something? Because correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, didn't didn't Ray and Santos fight each other for this opportunity? Right. Santos that wins. you would be so correct. Santos wins. Yeah. And mm-hmm. unless he doesn't have a legit injury or has to be away from TV for a bit, what the fuck is going on? Why would you then write a TV injury only to have Mysterio take his place and then fucking win? And, and now you're going yep. to create what are you going to try I, to do some like judgment day shit here where now, you know, Santos is going to get like some some type of jealousy because that was supposed to be his match. But now get the fuck out of here, man. Like, yeah, I, this it made no yeah. sense. No sense at all. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. Yes. Other so, than I mean, OK, the, the, the title isn't on theory anymore. Fine. And given a little tighter one to, to Mysterio here. Okay, you know, no issue with that either. But the storyline is fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. Look, I understand that the title had to come off of Austin Theory at some point. I, I completely get it, you know, because I know a lot of fans are probably going to make that yeah. argument. So, well, hey, it's off, it's off of Austin Theory, and I'm fine with it, right? Well, again, man, look. Brian, I know, and I know you've heard me say this so many times, and I've even said it about Ronda Rousey, as well as many other people who have held titles and the title range just didn't work and you know, whatever it is, what it is. Right. However, you have to end the title reign 
somewhat fucking meaningful. I, I mean, not even Austin Theory deserved to lose the title like that. I'm sorry. To, to lose that to Rey Mysterio, again, like you mentioned, Brian, a guy that was in this U.S. title invitational, whatever you wanted to call it, loses that match and now is the replacement for Santos and wins this match where you just had a pay-per-view called SummerSlam. Does that sound familiar to everybody? And you don't do that, but you have him now lose the U.S. title the SmackDown after SummerSlam. M- make it fucking yeah. make sense. Now, he- here's the thing. Was this the plan all along to have Rey Mysterio win the championship? Because the reason I say that, Brian, is because even that match that he had with Santos, if you remember, Rey Mysterio did take a nasty fall from a suicide dive. I mean, he legit took a a massive fall on the back of his head. There could have been a a legit concussion. And, you know, that's what I've been hearing, that it's somewhat true that Rey Mysterio dealt with a concussion injury and they had to call an audible. So maybe was this the plan all along to have Rey Mysterio to be in this match and they had to to change and call audibles along the way? Regardless, it's fucking weird <laughs> that Rey Mysterio is the guy to take this title to 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 do yeah, what right. to tell a to tell a feud with Santos Escobar that doesn't even need the the title like that. That's what I don't understand, Brian. Is that we place these people in feuds and in title matches that don't need to have the title involved? How many times have we gone onto this platform? in front of this microphone about Roman Reigns and the bloodline and how Roman Reigns doesn't even need to hold on to this title to tell this story, this story with the bloodline with Jey Uso and Jimmy, because it is overshadowed, right? The story has overshadowed Roman Reigns and that title, mainly the title, because the story with being the tribal chief, the tribal a and the tribal chief name is bigger than the said title. You can make the same argument for Ray, for for Ray, for Rey Mysterio and Santos, right? That it's it's personal. Like they 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 decided to form this faction called called LWO or the new version of LWO. They have this personal now relationship with, with their heritage or whatever. To me, again, correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's something that's bigger than a right. championship. And even for Rey Mysterio, right? Like, like does Rey Mysterio, again, a 258-day title reign and no shade to Rey. We all love Rey Mysterio. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. But all of that for, when, for Austin Theory, this is the same guy that beat John Cena at WrestleMania. And all of that to get this dude over and it fell flat on their fucking face and all of that was to give it to Rey Mysterio on a in the middle of a SmackDown. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Come on. It's just like, listen, I know, look, I understand it had to come off of Austin Theory. I get it. But this, but regardless of if 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 Rey Mysterio didn't develop that injury or not, because it seems like to me this was the outcome that they originally had planned for. That's just me. I right. could be wrong. But it seems like that that, that be, was yeah. this probably the the outcome that they wanted to, and of course the whole concussion thing. Because again, I looked, I've I've lo- I've looked back at that spot more than once now. Back at that match that they had a couple weeks ago, I mean, you can clearly see that Rey Mysterio falls back and hits and hits yeah. the back of his head. Like it's clear as freaking day. So I, I don't I don't know, but it's still man, it's just it's weird that. You try to build this dude, Austin Theory. You have him beat John Cena. And and that payoff is to have him lose in the middle of a SmackDown to Rey Mysterio. To now where Rey Mysterio needs to tell a story with that title with Santos Escobar. And here, here's the other Come on, part man. If you want to give me Santos, if you want to give me Santos and Rey Mysterio, that's fine. But why... Why at the expense of Austin Theory and, and the title? I get, again, guys, I understand that he had to drop the title, but can we make the title, the, the end of the title reign meaningful? C- can we make it fucking prestigious to where, man, like 
the person that would have that could have won that championship, <coughs> LA Knight, right? <laughs> I'm just saying LA Knight winning it at I don't know fucking SummerSlam, but you give him a battle royal, but whatever. I- I'm done. I'm done fussing about it. I'm not over it, but I'm just I'm done talking about it. People know how I feel about it. You know, that could have been a bigger moment in a big pay-per-view. But no, let's give it to Rey Mysterio in the middle of a freaking SmackDown. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. It's just, it's weird booking. It makes no fucking sense. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just as baffled as you are, bro. But yeah, your final thoughts before and we get here's into another final part that's not really going to make sense if they continue going forward with it. I mean, just last week on NXT, I mean, you know, Mysterio was there, you know, assisting, I can't even think of his name, against Dom. <laughs> And now you know, I mean, Dom's holding that title. Now Mysterio has the U.S. title. That's going to have to be addressed at some point. It's, so it's just like, what the fuck, man? Um, yeah. The Mysterios are taking over the North America. <laughs> the Mysterios are taking over right. North America, right? No, so there's, there's oh probably going to be something involved yeah. with that, you know, with Dom and, and Ray and the two titles. And it's just. Um, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't have an issue with with Mysterio winning or holding on to a title. It just everything involved and in how it came to be and how he's over at NXT and still doing the thing with Dom. It just none of it makes sense. No, no, absolutely, man. It definitely it's it's weird, yeah. bro. The I'm telling you, we talked about you know, long-term booking decisions, right? Like we talk about with Shinsuke and Chad Gable over on Raw and like what's what's leading to this. Well, this is why right. we don't trust it because with shit like with Austin Theory, we feel like that they're they're trying to book him, you know, to, to feel as such. And all of that, you know, title reign was for him to lose, to give it to Mysterio, to tell a story with Santos. It's like, guys, come on, man. It's just, we're placing people in a title you know, a title feud that doesn't need to have a title involved in it. It's just, it just, it's just very, very odd, but, but we'll see We'll we'll see where, where, I mean, we'll we'll see where Austin theory goes for for the most part. I mean, are are they, it's, you know, and now that he's no longer holding on to that title, is he just going to be, I mean, is he just going to be the same Austin theory in a a different feud? I mean, legitimately, does Does he go to, Shoot, I mean, you got all these other NXT talents, you might, right? I mean, you got freaking uh, freaking Dana Brooke, you got the Judgment Day, yeah. shit, right? Uh, freaking who else? Freaking Mustafa Ali and freaking others. Corbin. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. shock me at this point with all these main main roster talents going over there. It, it would not shock me, man. Freaking yeah, Austin Theory is gonna fight for the NXT title, guys. He's gonna fight Carmelo Hayes at a big takeover pay per view. Oh yeah, it would right. not it would not shock me. It would not it would not shock me in the freaking slightest at all. Uh, but we'll see in regards to st- where Austin Theory goes, as well as this, I guess this story, whatever, wh- whatever it's leading to here with Santos, the LWO and Rey Mysterio is now Rey Mysterio. And again, congrats to Rey Mysterio. Much love to Rey. Again, he's one of my, you know, one of my all-time favorites growing up in the Ruthless Aggression era. He's, he's tremendous, but it's just, again, man, him holding on to United States title at trying to tell a story with Santos. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. It's not, it's not needed. And it does, it does nothing for Austin theory in in the process either. So, all right, it is time for our final topic. Now, before I do get to that, just real quick, I have to mention this and, and that's the, and that is Kevin Patrick, (laughs) (laughs) right? I've spoken about Kevin Patrick, uh, several times, especially on our Facebook group as well on our Instagram page and many other platforms. Right. And look, I understand that. Look, obviously, as you can tell with Michael Cole was on Monday night raw, he's now the commentator for Monday night raw, as well as SmackDown as on Monday night raw, it's Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. And now on SmackDown, you have Michael Cole, Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick. Why the fuck is Kevin Patrick on commentary? Why is he still there? Much love to the dude, Brian. Listen, you can give him a raise. You can give him a big fat paycheck. I'm not saying fire the dude, but this dude has no place being on commentary. Not like he doesn't. I've heard enough from this guy. I mean, think about it, right? Brian, you, I'm sure growing up in in the eighties and the nineties when, with people like freaking. 
people like freaking oh, Jim Ross, right? I mean, that's the the one main person that comes to my head. They're like, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. And all these freaking, these moments, right? These moments that were created and the, and what you want to have, what makes a great moment and a great, just uh, a story is the, is the commentary, right? Freaking again, Jim Ross is a perfect example as well as many, many others, you know, you know, freaking, I know, you know, uh, Bobby, the brain Heenan on freaking yep. commentary at times was tremendous as well. Um, gorilla monsoon. Right. I mean, all of these people shoot, even Vince McMahon when he was back in the day. And that's so, that is even more important. That's a minor detail that is not minor in this, in, in this industry. And we go from that to Kevin Patrick <laughs> guys, get, yeah. get him off. I've heard and for four plus months, he has been on Monday night raw. He has put, he has legit done nothing but put people to sleep. You create all of these moments in your show and that, and that's, and that moment is simplified with Kevin Patrick on commentary. The dude tries to get amplified and it just, I don't know if he just can't get to that amplified level or to that, to that, you know, amplification in his voice. It's just not there, man. He's a good backstage interviewer for what he is, but you have someone like Byron Saxton, right? And I understand Byron Saxton's not the greatest. I get it. But you know what he has? He has a great chemistry with Corey Graves. I don't know if people have seen this from, from him and Corey Graves. They have a tremendous chemistry on commentary with one another. Fucking utilize that, man. Fucking utilize it. Put it put Byron Saxton and Corey Graves on commentary. Do that on SmackDown or Raw. I don't care what brand. And then Michael Cole and Wade Barrett, as they seem to now start to have a nice little connection. Is it the greatest thing? No, but hey, it's a decent connection. They yeah. flow very well. But put Byron Saxton back on commentator. He makes fr- Kevin Patrick makes Byron Saxton look like Jerry the King Lawler and then like Jim Ross had a baby. Like seriously, it's fucking it's it's yeah. that bad. Uh, listen, I, look, put, but again, if you want, I'm not saying fire the dude. Put him back on the backstage interviewer role because he was better suited over there. And put Byron Saxton like you're trying to baby this dude and trying to what to hold his hand. Because you got to put Michael Cole on SmackDown because, again, all of these television promoters, they want, especially with now with this merger with, with Endeavor, they want the big guns. They want these big, you know, their, their top commentators and all that stuff, right, to commentate these shows. You know, the USA Network, Comcast, Fox, all these people. So they want Michael Cole on commentary. That's fine. But take Kevin Patrick off there. It is clear as day. This dude has no business being on there. And it's just he's 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 not suited in that position. I don't know what that what they're not seeing. It's just weird to me. I know I took the, I went on that for as long that I expected it to be. But Brian, if you have any of your thoughts well, I about didn't that see any, in regards uh, to the yeah, I just called the highlights of this past SmackDown. But yeah, overall, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I, I kind of tune them out uh, most of the time. Or I mean. I, mean, I don't blame you either. And this is no, I don't mean it as shade. It's like the only time I really notice is when he like makes a mistake, like says the wrong thing or calls the wrong name or something like that. I'm right. Like, what? Um, but other than that, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. Maybe he's just not suited for that. And, you know, not everybody is, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, um, you know, for your commentators, you want to have a smooth flow to it, man. And and you don't want them flubbing shit up, whether it's like the wrestlers' names or the town they're in or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So listen, m- listen, much love to Kevin Patrick. He's a great dude, but just like WWE, Triple H, put him the <laughs> fuck back and backstage, man. Dude has no business. Like enough, man. Like you said, like me, Brian has to like tune out and I don't freaking blame Brian, but for, for me, like I just, I listen to it. And like you, like you mentioned the flow and everything, it's just like, like, what am I hearing? Yeah. It's just people like Corey Graves and Michael Cole have to carry the load. It's not even fair to them, you know? And I know a lot of people don't really like Michael Cole or they don't put Michael Cole in that sort of limelight, but this, but this dude is good at yeah. what he does. I think this dude is, I think Michael Cole, I look at Michael Cole as very, very underappreciated. Oh, I sure. really, really like, do. Yeah. Uh, is he up there with like gorilla monsoon and Jim Ross? No, ob- obviously not, 
but but man, he's he's damn solid. And like he creates a nice flow. He's got a good, you know, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? That just that delivery yeah. in his voice and he and he just deserves he just deserves that respect in regards to that for you know and just with Kevin Patrick he just he's not he's just not suited yeah. in that position so I just I have to bring that up because that's been bothering me for the last several weeks and I had to get that out but moving on let's move on into this final topic here um, as of course I mean you guys know what what better way to go out uh, to end our final topic uh, than the bloodline then Roman Reigns the bloodline and this whole storyline right. So your this was your main event segment of SmackDown. Uh, you had Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman. They all hit the ring. You know, Roman Reigns asked, "Wise man, where's Jimmy at? Where is he at? Have, have you called him? Have you texted him? Where, what, what's going on here?" Um, and Jimmy Uso just appears out of nowhere. He's he's got the the same hood and the same freaking handkerchief over his face um, that he had at at, at freaking SummerSlam. He enters the ring. And he said, "There's a big a, a erupted you sold out chant." Uh, from from freaking Calgary, that was really really loud. There's a sign that says "Why Jimmy? Why?" <laughs> freaking, uh, I think there, yeah, there was. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, in regards to that, why Jimmy? Why? I think it, there was some. Uh, there was uh, what was it? Was it the Montreal screw job? I think it was like why Vince? Why? Like when Probably, I, I believe there was like yeah. similar signs to when Vince yeah. screwed bread or whatever. So uh, that 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 comparison kind of came to mind in regards to that. But but either way, freaking loved it. Loved the crowd reaction with that. Um, and then Roman's like, "Listen, don't worry about them." He's like, "Listen, I I owe you one, man. Like I tr- I truly do. I I owe you one. Listen, name your price. You want a car? You want a yacht?" You, you want to, he want a jet. It's done. You want some money done. And, and Jimmy Uso interrupts. He's like, look, what I did at SummerSlam has nothing, has nothing to do with you. And he, and Roman's like, Oh, I see. What do you want? Power? You want to be the right new right hand man? Freaking main event Jimmy Uso, right? Is that what you want to be? And then that's when uh, Jay Uso interrupts. He, he, he hits the ring and then he just gets straight to the point. He just wants answers from Jimmy. He's like, before I waste 37 years, like, I need you to tell me why it was like, why, why did you, why, why did you do what you did this past, this past Saturday? And Jimmy's excuse or his explanation is like, listen, I did what I did because I love you. I was afraid to lose you because if you were to become tribal chief, then, you know, I don't want you to go down the same egotistical rabbit hole that, that this dude, that this a-hole Roman Reigns is down with, you know, I was afraid to lose you, man. You know, if you became tribal chief, what what is that? What what happens to the Usos? You know, and no, he got concerned for his brother. No, he doesn't want to become. You know, he doesn't want to be. You know, lose him to being in that power hungry state or whatever. So, so that's pretty much the whole explanation. Is Jimmy Uso? Listen, if you want to kick my face off, if you don't, if you don't want to see me again, if you just want to just kick my face off or whatever, then just go ahead and do it, man. And he just opens up his arms. He's like, just close his eyes, just just freaking do it. And Jay Uso just turns his back on him. He doesn't walk away. He just turns his back on him. And Jimmy, that kind of just crushes Jimmy more than anything where he just, he doesn't even, he, he can't even bother super kicking this motherfucker. He just turns his back on him. And that's when Jimmy Uso leaves the ring and Roman just bursts out laughing. I love when Roman just bursts out laughing. It's just, I don't know what it is about his laugh, but it's just, it's like that egotistical evil villainized type of laugh. I just freaking love it. Uh, he just bursts out laughing and he's like, listen, um, and freaking, he's like, Jay, he's like, listen, he's like, what did I tell you, man? He's like, for three years, it's like, you're too stupid to understand for the past three years. It's been only one thing. Acknowledge me. And he freaking Jay just delivers a massive super kick to his face. Solo Sokoa follows suit as he tries to, uh, to gain the upper hand. He tries to go for the Samoan spike. Jay, uh, well, yeah, Jay, I believe delivers a spear. He counters the Samoan spike. He hits a spear. Uh, Roman hits a Superman punch and then Roman goes for a spear of his own. Jay hits another super kick followed by another spear from Jay Uso. And then that's when, and Jimmy Uso's already walked off. Jimmy Uso's like walking up the rampway. Jay calls out to Jimmy. He's like, he calls him to come back at least to like the rampway. And Shimmy Uso's expecting, like, I guess a hug as he's opening up his arms for a hug. I think Jay Uso did, like, the same thing, but freaking Jay Uso was like, nah, nah. And he delivers a freaking super kick right into his mug. Shimmy Uso sell the fuck. Bro, like, he fell back. I thought, like, he hit the back of his head. Like, he, th- that's how... 
that's how amazing he sold this super kick. I mean, hey, it's his own freaking move. He does it too. I guess he knows how to freaking sell it, right? Um, so, but he sold the fuck out of it, man. Like, and Roman did the same. This he sold it the same way a couple weeks ago. I think that was the official turn, the Jay Uso turn, the way, uh, or was the double super kick when Jay and Jimmy came back together, and they were the, that's that's how they set up the 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 Civil War, I believe, at Money in the Bank. It was that double super kick and Roman sold the fuck out of it. Jimmy did the same thing, man. It was just tremendous. Um, and then that's when Jimmy leaves the ring and in front of the camera, he says, I'm out the bloodline. I'm out of SmackDown. I'm out of WWE. Deuces, ooses. And he leaves through the freaking crowd. And and that's that's the show. Jimmy Uso's leaving through the crowd. I love the fact that commentary is not talking. It's like, it's like a realistic type of setting. Like he's actually leaving. So I love that aspect of it. The you know, commentary's not saying a word. Jimmy Uso's walking up, up all the way up into the, uh, at least to the upper section of, of the arena and SmackDown fades to black and SmackDown goes off the air. So Brian, with all that being said, man, I'm gonna let you have the floor. Your thoughts, man, on this segment and where this is leading to with the bloodline, Jey Uso, and everybody know, involved. I, I really don't. Um, I mean, the segment itself, yeah, I, I don't even know because I, I don't want to say it wasn't a bad segment. I mean, you know, Jimmy, Jay, Roman, Solo, no. all of, you know, that was great. But they, they are, <laughs> they fucked the story up at SummerSlam and they doubled down on it here. Like, so the explanation now is why Jimmy interfered is because he was scared that Jay would become, you know, egotistical, whatever. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, what, a month ago, whatever it was, didn't both Jimmy and Jay both say, like, hey, we don't even want to be tribal chief. If it's up to us, Solo would be tribal tribal chief, right? So why the fuck is Jimmy concerned about Jay becoming tribal chief? It, it just, you're trying now. This is a, they just, they fucked it up and they doubled down on it. And you're now you're trying to fit a square into a circle. And you're, I, I don't know if you're not, it, it just, from what Jimmy and Jay both said a month ago to now, the two things don't fit. It's completely, you've completely done a 180. And I don't know. So now Jimmy's Jimmy's going to be gone for a bit, right? Um, or I'm sorry, yeah. Jay. Jay will be gone for a bit. Yeah, Jay will be gone. So mm -hmm. this is going to drag out. And I, I mean, it it all goes back to the the shit has gone on for too long as it is. Like like we've said many times. Like man, if if Roman had lost at Mania. And now you're telling a story with the bloodline. The bloodline story could have ended at SummerSlam. You know what I mean? Like, it's been three years. Yeah. It's been great. And now you're at the point where now you're just trying to make shit up. You're just <laughs> you're just trying to make it up, man, or like on the fly. And and it's evident. It's evident. And man, um, I mean, it's not too far gone to say like, yeah, it can get back on track and whatever, but. Fuck, bro. What are we doing? What are we doing, man? That's that's all I can say about it. Man. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because for what this segment... I'm going to talk about this segment for what it was, right? Before I get into all of this and where this is... I Who knows yeah. where it's leading to, right? For what this segment was, man, it was fucking well done. I mean, there's nothing bad, at least in the moment, right? For what it was, how people played their role in the segment and for what they were given, you know, because I'm going to talk more about this in just a second, but for what they were given and how they played their role, yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. I, I really do give credit to where credit's due. Jimmy or Jay Uso leaving, saying he's out of WWE. By the way, I don't know if people caught this on our Facebook group as well as our Instagram. Uh, Jay Uso is placed in the Illuminati section. Right, the Illuminati section of the WWE roster, which is a very, very nice touch to guess, I guess, to make it somewhat realistic that he's legit out of the company. So I like that little little touches there. 
just again, just speaking some, trying to at least assemble some right, positivity right. in this. Um, I mean, the selling of the super kick and, and everybody playing their part well for what they were given. With that being said, man, there is no doubt they are trying to drag this out to mania. It's clear as day. And Jay, Jay Uso leaving the company, even though I like the touch, and maybe that's the only way, Brian, that you can make any semblance of sense out of this. Yeah. Because if, you know what I'm saying? Because if, if that's what you want to do, Jimmy versus Jay, that has to happen at Mania. You you can't you can't have that on a freaking at a Survivor Series. You, you can't do that at a Royal Rumble. Maybe they do something at the Rumble to where maybe I, I don't know. Mania. It depends yeah. how long they want to drag. They want to drag this return with with uh, with Jay. I mean who? I mean shoot. Does Rikishi get involved? We've there's been always been talked about Rikishi and some other members of the family getting involved. D- does that happen to an extent? But yeah, it, it's. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt because they've deserved that, right? They deserve that for three plus years, but, but yeah, Brian, I'm, I'm somewhere. I'm, I'm definitely with you to a degree, man. It's just like, I'm very, my gut is telling me that, man, this is, this is, this could really slowly start to get off the rails, especially hearing this explanation (laughs) from Jimmy. And again, like what you just said, like, again, I don't even have to say anything. You explained everything, you know, to a T. I mean, yeah, it's just, yep. it's odd. It, it's odd. And I mean, shoot for us, for a storyline that's three plus years, that's dragged out this long, you know, and honestly, I don't know, Brian, and maybe because, and, and listen, I know we sound like a broken record with this a lot is we talk about mania, this pat mania 39 and how, the title, it's weird that this title is involved with Roman and how that semblance of the story should have ended at Mania. And now, and even after Mania, right? Even the last several weeks after Mania, it wasn't going into, I believe it was Backlash in Puerto Rico. Nothing was really just, n- nothing really gained any momentum going into that pay-per-view right. in Backlash, right? You know, so... <laughs> So maybe, I don't know, it's like, again, we I go back to that and thinking, you know, maybe could that have been the writing on the wall to where, you know, and, and like we always said, we said it in this episode as well, like this title being involved and, and then now you're going to drag this title reign out with Roman, you know, because again, I, I believe he's taking some more time That's off, the- by the way. You're probably not going to see him defend or on a pay-per-view, probably not until freaking Survivor Series. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. Maybe you might see him on SmackDowns like you did, like like you did this past Friday. But I, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, do they do at Survivor Series? Do they do? I've heard like talks about a fatal four-way between all members of the Bloodline. Like even with Solo Sokoa, like we thought that Solo Sokoa was eventually going to turn at some point. And that even that in and of itself, Brian, too, it's just like now we're telling more between the story of Jimmy and Jay rather than Solo's part of the story. It's like Solo's part of the story is like kind of being I don't want to say being put on hold, but we expected that one by one. Like that's the point of the story. Like both, you know, J- Jimmy made his decision to leave. Jay made his decision to leave, and we expected the same for Solo. But yet he's still he's still playing as the muscle, and we know why because Roman is still holding on to this title, and you know how freaking Roman Reigns matches have gone lately. He gets involved and he wins the freaking yeah. match. So that's it's yeah, it's just. <sighs> It's, I don't know, man. It, it depends. It, I, 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 it, it's going to be interesting to see how long they drag this out with Jay being off yeah, of television. Yeah. You know, when does he come back? Does he bring some family members along with him? You know, Rikishi being his father. I, I don't, I don't know, man, but does the rock get involved? I doubt it at this point, 
but especially if Cody is going to be the guy to, to, to still win this title at mania 40, good luck making that fucking moment prestigious. Like it should have been at 39. Yes, guys, I'm not going to bring that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to freaking. I'm not going to ignore that because I'm not going to just, you know, get over that because that was a major botch that should be freaking acknowledged as such. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's just, I think and like I, this, uh, the main thing is that Jay Uso being out of the company, if they're going to do Jimmy versus Jay, like clearly they're dragging it out. Clearly they want to drag this out till mania. And I believe this was kind of the only way you had to do it, but yeah, yeah man, it's, it's starting to get to the point where now, and I think you're not, I don't think there's major cracks in it yet, but there's starting to be cracks in it. If that makes yeah. sense to everybody. So we'll see, man, I, I'm still, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm still giving slight benefit of the doubt here, but there's no doubt. I already see the red flags and it's concerning. It, it's very concerning. It was concerning in SummerSlam, like we mentioned in the SummerSlam review. And it was concerning with this explanation. Yeah. So I guess we'll soon find out moving forward. But Brian, your final thoughts before we get into our top yeah, five list. Here. I mean, you know, like I said, all these guys have performed, you know, for years. Um, so I do give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, and, and for what they're given, yeah, they go out and nail it. It just... You know, I feel like I, you know, again, we don't know. Vince, Triple H, writers, hell, maybe even Roman himself hasn't plays a part in it. I, you know, we don't really know, but ultimately, it just feels like Paul Heyman, like they, you know, sometimes, you know, you you need to know when to end the story, whether whether that's what wrestling is, right? The best wrestling is storytelling, and whether it's a sitcom. Especially, especially chapters right. in a story, right? The chapter of Roman not holding on to that title, that chapter should have yeah. ended at WrestleMania 39. The story with the Usos and Roman should have ended, honestly, at Money in the Bank. I, I mean, if we're being honest with, uh, with ourselves, I mean, that semblance of that story should have ended at Money in the Bank. And Solo's part of the story turning on Roman should have should already be happening yeah. like that's that's me because now solo continues to play the muscle of roman reigns in this whole shtick so like what's yeah. you know what i'm saying like so that part of me yep. is just weird because that's what we were told the story was that you know jay will leave you jimmy will leave you solo will leave you and that that's kind of been put on hold you know and that's so i don't know man so we'll we'll soon find out in regards to in, in regards to all of that, um, of course, we have our week off this coming week, so we'll see. Of course, we'll, we'll keep uh, we'll keep everybody. We'll, we'll stay in contact with uh, with everybody on social media and everything in regards to how this plays out moving forward, especially going into payback and what their plans are for payback moving forward. As, uh, as we'll be back on the twenty sixth, talking about all this moving forward. But I do want to get into our top five list here um for the end of this show so that is both the raw and smackdown reviews for this week so let us dive into this top five list uh so of course if you guys know with this top five list it is pretty simple so all uh all of the the lists here um it involves every company every any product you name it wwe aw tna impact new japan it is all free game to be a part of this list. It is a week-by-week -week basis. It changes weekly. We have fun with it to people who have the most momentum, who's getting the big push, all that fun stuff. And, of course, anybody is involved in this list, and it changes weekly, and we have fun with these lists um, by a week-by-week -week basis here. So, Brian, I'll let you do the honors, my man, with your honorable mentions and your top five. The floor is yours. Uh, Take so it away. So, for my honorable mentions, um, I'm going to go with three women first. Um, EO Sky, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark. Um, you know, EO winning the championship. You know, she didn't, you know, she didn't have much here on Raw, just the, the, the beat down. But just her holding the title is, right now, at least enough for me. Um, and then the, the you know, Shayna Baszler coming out after um, – SummerSlam and the match she had with Stark, I thought was good. Zark, Stark, as I mentioned even last week, man, I, I think she's going to, she's a future star here. And I think Baszler is, I, again, I hope, you know, it, it's up to creative and the writing, but it seems like they're going to give Baszler a little bit of a push here, which I'm down for. 
Um, and my last one, honorable mention, is the Hurt Business, maybe, or whatever they're going to be called. You know, we'll see. They, they've been teasing that for a few weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hate to cut you off, but, like, yeah, I, it's, I'm sure eventually we're going to talk a lot about those three, those three individuals, right, the Street Profits and, and Bobby Lashley. I hope it's not any type of direction with the hurt. I hope this well, is yeah, like a no, different direction. I like if they're just like another, if they're just like another like version of the hurt business, then they're like, okay, that's yeah. kind of lazy. Like this needs to right. be different. This needs to be like a different regimen than the hurt business. But yeah, um, it seemed it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm into it. Do I trust of, the direction. I don't, they got to really, they really got to do a lot of work for me, especially with Bobby Lashley and the street oh, profits sure. and how just, just irrelevant they've been, they've been, but for what this is, the visual, it's got tremendous yep. potential, man. So yeah, we'll definitely see where it goes, but yeah, uh, Brian, so my top five, I'm, I'm just going to go, go right down the list here. Number five, I got Shinsuke Nakamura, obviously for the heel turn and, and going into a feud with Seth. Um, I don't think he's going to win there, but, you know, at least for a short period of time, he's going to be elevated into the world title picture. Uh, number four is The Miz. Um, just the, the promo he delivered, man. I mean, that was that was money, and, and we haven't seen The Miz like that in quite some time. So, um, yeah, the, this uh, feud um, going in with LA Knight uh, could be really, really good for both of them. Uh, my number three uh, yeah. is Edge. Just, just for his return, you know, it was a surprising return. I didn't expect it either. And as we said, like, I think this is kind of going to be his last run. So, you know, we'll, we, we don't have much time. You know, he's, he's not going to be there for much longer. So I'm definitely going to enjoy this last run, whatever it may be. Um, I think this is one guy that, you know, he's done enough in particularly for WWE and in the wrestling business that, you know, as long as he remains healthy, he's going to go out on a good note, you know? Um, Absolutely. My number yeah. two is a combo MJF and Adam Cole, <laughs> man, just for their, their skits, man. The bro chachos. <laughs> uh, you know, the dodgeball skit with the kids, the, the in-ring stuff. Um, yeah. And obviously getting yeah. ready to go to all in, in that main event, which i anticipate is going to be fantastic and my number one because fuck you wwe is la <laughs> night yeah yeah <laughs> and enough said with Love la that. night you Love don't even that. know it because he gets a bigger reaction than any wrestler <laughs> period that's why <laughs> absolutely love that freaking love that man awesome well, let me not waste any time. Let me get into my honorable mentions and my top five. So I'm going to dive straight into this. My first honorable mention is the JAS. Um, yeah. I thought that they put on a tremendous segment to start the show off. Um, even though I'm not at the intriguement of what the bloodline has been doing for the past three years, but still it's a start and you know, it definitely putting on segments like that to where everybody involved just did a tremendous job and just speaking from the heart and just making it very believable. And it was a, a segment to where I, again, this was a segment where I didn't really give, it's been a minute since I've had this much interest yeah. towards the JAS. So this, so it was really, really, uh, really, really cool to, uh, to experience that with everybody involved there. Uh, my next two honorable mentions are JD McDonough and the judgment day, uh, putting on a tremendous backstage, uh, performance, um, you know, backstage and raw freaking JD McDonough seems like he's now inserted into this whole Finn Balor, Damien situation, Finn Balor and priest were in a backstage segment. I love Pri Damien priest was actually yeah. the most impressive, yeah. um, out of everybody, even Rhea line, Ripley like, being involved in a talking? like her. Like <laughs> right, right. He, for the, before that, he's like he's face to face with Finn. He's like, it's like you're crowding my space. Like you're starting to crowd me right now. I just the way he said it was just fun. I just it was just yep. freaking awesome. Uh, it was just freaking awesome. And Janie McDonough, uh, it seems like there's finally a direction. It seems like this whole insertion with him in the Judgment Day has kind of been put on the back burner, and now it seems like they're. They're, they're getting invested with it now again, or they're having a direction with it again. So we'll see. Um, well, I'm, I'll give JD McDonough a chance, even though 
JD McDonough doesn't give me that much excitement to like what his character is. But if you put him in stuff involvement like that, to maybe there could be something with Finn and as well as JD with the judgment day, if I'll give it a chance to see where it goes for what that segment was freaking very nice stuff, man. Very, very nice stuff. Uh, and my next honorable mention is Chad Gable, Chad Gable, just getting a tremendous freaking moment, winning that fatal four match and that eruption in his hometown in, in Minneapolis was just awesome. And now finally, even though he may not win that IC championship, it, it's he's finally in a position that feels, he just yeah. feels important, right? He's been in a lot of comedy shticks and he's, he's, he's not been like buried or anything. Like obviously like WWE is very high on him and doing a lot of comedy shticks in the past, but now, now he's in something that's meaningful and that we can gravitate towards Chad Gable to where He's a legit, like a legit competitor, like a legit threat instead of losing freaking two to three minutes like he's done in the past. So um, this was Chad Gable's week. Maybe not be in the top five, but he's in my honorable mentions uh, for this week. Um, and my final two honorable mentions are Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley. A fantastic women's brawl. Like legit, like this was a well done women's brawl before the main event. Um, on Monday Night Raw. It was just believable. It was just, it was physical. It was believable. It was just, it was very yeah. just well done. You guys have to go back just to, just to see it for yourselves. Just with Indy Hartwell and Candace getting involved and how believable it was for them to be inserted in beating, <laughs> freaking going blow to blow with Rhea Ripley as they were just trying to play peacemaker within the whole thing. It was just, it was just very well done, man. Um, even though it's a small minor detail that was only like maybe 90 seconds. It was very, very well done. Um, and it was just, just you know, at least something for the women this week was actually well done. So just just got to give that praise with, with when, when, it's, when it deserves that praise. So props to Rhea Ripley as well as Raquel Rodriguez and Indy Hartwell and Candice. So we'll see where that goes with that. And now let's get into my top five list. At number, um, at number five, I have uh, Jey Uso. Uh, Jey Uso is in my top five, regardless of how we feel about this whole shtick with uh with with, with this with the bloodline storyline and where it's going he is the talk of of professional wrestling right now a lot of people are talking about it a lot of people are still on edge to see where it goes in in regards to his situation with with Jimmy Uso does he come back at payback does he do they drag this out even longer so people are talking about him i do want to be fair here even though it might go off the rails but hey Jey Uso is still freaking main event Jey Uso and he deserves this freaking love as well as Roman Reigns does but but freaking Jey Uso um just well done in that segment as well. As Jimmy Uso is also a part of my honorable mentions as well. I have to bring him up because he was a big focal point of this week as well. So much props to Jimmy Uso. Um, at number four, at number four, I also have The Miz. Uh, the Miz, man, just again, this was his week where it just reminds everybody how good this fucking guy is on the microphone and how good this dude is that he can carry, maybe not carry a storyline, that's a stretch, but be involved in a few that's captivating by having him do shit like that, getting amplified and, and being just that aggressor. Um, so freaking love that from the Miz. It reminds people who the fuck he is. And that's the Miz that we need. Not the tiny ball shtick, that freaking Miz right there with him and LA Knight uh, back and forth on Monday Night Raw. Um, and at number three, I have Adam Cole and MJF, the brochachos of AEW. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they have their big match coming up at All In. They're going after ROH tag titles. I know we talked a little bit about that on Thursday and how it's interesting how they're kind of going that route. But still, the like you mentioned, Brian, the whole freaking trampoline park and that whole freaking shtick was just freaking awesome. Just love that shit and just how entertaining that shit was. I've already went back and watched it like <laughs> at least five times. It's just, it's just, it's that good, bro. It's, it's that good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of, of course, the segment that they were involved in in that second hour um, as yeah, man, what again, whatever they got going, man, I don't know what they're doing, but it's working and just hopefully, hopefully everything continues to fall into place moving forward with that. And at number two, I have L.A. Knight. Yeah, because like Brian mentioned, <laughs> fuck you, WWE. That's why. You know, and hey, but look, you, you find you're finally giving him something with the Miz. And if you involve him in shit like that, like a promo 
type of shtick like that with the Miz, then that's yeah. that's all we can ask for. Just make him feel relevant. Get him involved in something that's just intriguing to watch. We're going to root for LA Knight at the end of the day, whether you give him jack shit or whether you actually give him the time of day. But you got to start giving him the time of day. You give him that battle royal victory at SummerSlam, and you give him the you give him now the Miz in this feud. He has to yeah. beat the Miz in that feud, and he has to continue that fucking momentum. But that this past Monday night on Raw was damn solid and i'm looking forward to see what they have in store with that and at number one my number one wrestler for this week is the king of strong style shinsuke nakamura this was his week man this was his week the whole him getting a cliffhanger finally what feels like for ages in this freaking company and Shinsuke was a part of it. Regardless, and I know we talked about it earlier, you know, we're skeptical about where he's going to go from here because, again, mo- more likely than not, he is he is going to lose to Seth Rollins. We can see it coming. But, but hey, finally, Shinsuke just felt, like I mentioned with Chad Gable, he felt yeah. important. And you put him in this world heavyweight title situation to where, again, it's not just helping Shinsuke but it's helping the world heavyweight title and its prestige by making this feud now just have a, just have a pulse, you know? Yes, it had its moments with Finn, but with this, this has a pulse. This is a start to a feud where you have to now continue the momentum, but everything that followed into that turn with Shinsuke over the past several weeks has been, he's been kind of teasing that heel type of persona about how he's sick and tired of getting people you know, or people being involved in his business. He beat Bronson Reed. He, you know, he, he found an opportunity when Sami Zayn was injured and freaking Seth Rollins brought his guard down and Shinsuke struck while, while the, while the timing was right. And now he made a statement and now he's going after that world championship. It's that fucking simple guys. That is all you got to fucking do. Just build it, build it slower pace by pace towards the end of the show, build by build brick by brick. And at the end of the night, you give us a cliffhanger, right? Just as simplistic as that. You don't have to move mountains. You ain't got to freaking, you ain't got to freaking go to freaking Mars and come back to earth and move all these boundaries, right? That's all you got to do, man. It is simplistic as that. It was well done for Shinsuke, at least for this week. I can't speak for moving forward, but for this week for Shinsuke, it was his week. And the way the turn was played out, it was extremely well done where it goes remains to be seen at the end of the day. So that is my top five list. At number five, I have Jey Uso. At number four, I have The Miz. At number three, I have uh, MJF and Adam Cole. At number two, I have LA Knight. And at number one, I have the king of strong style himself, Shinsuke Very nice. Nakamura. Not not too bad, man. Not too bad. Again, this was another week, and I, I texted you this, Brian, not too long ago, or another tough week where I was skeptical about where to put people at? Because yeah. I mean, like I mentioned with with Monday Night Raw, this was, it was a you know definitely a decent show. It was better than most. Even with SmackDown, a lot of decent stuff there, and even over in AEW, the J- JAS Adam Cole and MGF. So definitely it was a tough there, week to yeah. put people in places. Ricky Starks, I could have placed him in there. Uh, I was thinking about Ricky Starks, you know, putting him at least in honorable mentions. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, but yeah, another tough week, but this is why this yeah. is the fun of it, man. That's the fun of doing these lists is like that, you know, that decision type of making there, uh, for this week. And this was another tough, another tough week, um, in, in regards to that, but Hey, um, you know, definitely, definitely, uh, not a bad list, yeah. you know, if I, if not I do say so myself in regards to that, but thank you guys so much, uh, for tuning in to another episode. This was our season two finale of ruthless talk guys we are two seasons down and it is crazy how just how far we have come as a community again i want to thank everybody for watching over the past two seasons whether you watch on spotify or apple Podcasts, we can't thank you guys enough for being a part of this community watching every single episode following us on social media um it just it means a lot you know i i have a lot more words to talk about or have this type of discussion when we get to, uh, when we, when we reach a year, when we reach like a year anniversary type of thing, which is going to be up in January, it's going to be here before we know it. 
Um, and so I got a lot more words in regards to that, but, uh, but thank you guys again, once again, for just these lat these past two seasons, um, has been tremendous and it, Hey man, it's only going to get better from here as a lots to, uh, lots to dig in once we do come back for season number three. Like I said, we got all in to talk about all out at, on September 3rd and as well as WWE payback. There's a lots to get into once we do come back a big wrestle, a big professional wrestling weekend. Uh, coming up um, in the next two weeks. And we're going to discuss all of that. So make sure you guys stay tuned for more episodes to come. Of course, make sure you guys follow us on social media, uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. Join our Facebook group and make sure you guys hit that notification bell. So that way you don't miss a single episode and to watch more episodes to come. So Brian, your final thoughts, my man, before we yeah, end just shout the out show. to everybody. Thank you for, for liking and watching. Um, and yeah, you know, while we uh, we're we're going to be gone next week, um, definitely the pay per views uh, coming up are you know should be good, man. I'm definitely looking to the all in at Wembley, uh, dude. The, the biggest wrestling show of the year. I, that's that's going to be huge, man. So definitely looking forward to that. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you guys once again for tuning into another episode. My name that's is James right, Porcelli, and your boys are signing off. Saying salutes and take care, everybody. Oh, thank you.